Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 28th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Kane. Flying solo tonight, folks. Uh, our guest canceled. Um, my co-host, Will, is under the weather. Canceled. Um, these things happen, ladies and gentlemen. I got to stay consistent and uh, do my show every week, re- regardless. Um, I don't have much as far as content. I really wanted to interview our guest about the the hemp game tonight. She canceled. Um, next week we have Sasan Decordy as our guest. Um, I'm I'm pretty hype about that. He's he's a good friend of mine. Um, I used to work at this dispensary called Human Collective as the intake and inventory guy. And he uh, he had that job before I got there. So it's like when I showed up, like I, I knew the guy who did the job before me. So it was uh, it was good knowing that. And he, he had other ventures that he took part in. But right now, um, he's working for Sweet Life Distribution. And they're pretty big rec license farm in Oregon. Um, and it's, it's farmers own the distribution company too. And I'm pretty sure they sell all their own flour. So it's, I don't know, it's a pretty cool business arrangement and he's a really sharp cat. So I'm excited to interview him next week. Um, trying to think of what else I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. So I'm down here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, the the laws changed on August 27th. Your card is good for two years now if you get it after August 27th, which is dope. Um, pesticides are going to be uh, everything on the shelf is going to be tested for pesticides now, like that was required on the 27th. The downside to that, my concern is that they're not going to enforce that law for a year. So you can assume that everything that you purchase at the dispensary is dirty until August 27, 2020, because it's like, yeah, the law is taking effect on 2019, but they're not going to make everybody be compliant for a whole year, which is, I guess, fine. You know, it, it takes a while to, you know, be compliant. Usually these things that happen every three months in Oregon. So I guess a year is being fair to the, the people who operate these businesses. But um, I was kind of bummed out that there wasn't going to be a, a label that said this passed for pesticides on any of the flour edibles or oil on the shelf so uh that's a big bummer and then also another part of the laws on um this year that got impl- implemented is there's an allotment like you can only buy two and a half ounces like every two weeks and it's tracked and, and like everybody's linked up to the same server so it's like if you go to a shop and buy uh, two and a half ounces today you can't go there on wednesday and get another ounce you know like you have to wait two and a half weeks to get more which i think is whack like it doesn't you know it's it's none of your business how much i consume as a patient you know like it's not uh it's not addictive and it's not gonna kill me if i eat too much or smoke too much so i think that's um overstepping their bounds as far as regulatory shit goes but who am I, man? I'm just some fucking guy, you know? Like, it doesn't really, uh, 
doesn't really make a difference what I say. I just want to express these things to anybody who might be listening. So um, if you're talking to somebody out in public about the issue, you can express your concerns. Um, what else was I going to talk about? Okay, so I'm scheming on moving back to the cane, the Spokane, Washington. Um, I, I have some seeds from Pollen Nation that uh, I'm going to run once I get out there, which I'm excited about. But um, I was looking for other seeds of indica shit that I like to run. So I like Obama Kush. And when I was looking for seeds of Obama Kush, there's it's like all of them are feminized. And so it's like, damn, I really want to use it for breeding you know what i mean i want to do a cross with it and it uh my understanding is that if you use feminized seeds for breeding you're, you're going to run into some issues later on down the road um and i, I don't want to have to deal with that so it bummed me out but in my search it led me to another strain where somebody already crossed obama kush with the dog father and the strain is called darth revan and that's uh I guess he was a character in one of those Star Wars uh, video games. And so I also read somewhere online that they're going to do a movie about him and Keanu Reeves is going to play him. So I'm like, ooh, that's sick. Knights of the Old Republic. Thank you, Mitchell. Darth Reeven was from Knights of the Old Republic. But uh, this strain, which I, I, uh, I mean, just from parentage, looks like something I would be interested. When I started reading the description, um it, it got kind of deep and i really haven't heard any kind of spiel like this from anyone i know and i know a lot of folks in the game but these guys have this uh description that talks about theos and i might not be pronouncing that correctly like if uh if any weed guys or chemists or scientists want to shit on me for that i'll take it man um please correct me though if you can in the comments um, it's spelled, it's spelled T-H-I-O-L. Um, I'll, I'll just go ahead and read this off of the, the website. It says, the Dark Side series by Alpha Chronic Genes is an expression of what is possible when breeding for extreme theol production and heavy terpenes. It says, theols are the contrasting flavonoid found within the cannabis species that makes up the stinky smells throughout nature. Garlic, fuel, skunk gas onion and feces smells all come from theos rather than terpenes theos are a carbon chain with a sulfur atom connected at the end of the chain rather than an oxygen atom as found in terpenes they are used in the cannabis plant to attract bugs to catch in their sticky traps trichomes they then use they then use drop the dead prey to the ground and use the symbiotic relationship with the theol to feed itself. Alpha Chronic Genes is proud to be the first breeding team in the world to focus on such research and are now proud to introduce a series dedicated to the stink factor found within cannabis. And we are working to develop new research models to advance scientific discoveries throughout the cannabis genome. So uh, their copy is a little bit off there. Um, you know, that, that shit happens sometimes. I bet the guy who sent it in might have had it correct. And then the copy and paste probably fucked it up. That's happened to me multiple times. 
I don't want to get mad at them for spelling and grammar because it looks like they're doing some awesome work. But uh, that's the first I've heard of that. Like, every, we always talk about terpenes. I mean, my co-host, Will Terps, man. It's his goddamn name and shit. Um, I've, I've never heard of Theos. I've never had a lab present me with the option to get a Theo analysis in contrast to a terpene analysis. So that shit sounds like the bomb to me. Um, and I, uh, I wonder where these guys are getting their lab tests to do their research because if, if it's ju just off the smell, I'm, I'm not mad at that because that's what most breeders do. You know, that, that's dope, follow your nose. But if these guys have lab results that say, that, you know, this strain has more theo content on, on these different compounds, then fuck, that's the shit, man. I want to holler at them and get them on the show too. <laughs> Um, it also said this, uh, it was like the second release in their dark side series, follow up to last year's highly sought after Darth Scion. Um, I don't know what the, the parentage is on that, but, um, it just said you definitely need a carbon filter cause it's going to reek up your room and all that shit. So definitely good literature to sell me on some seeds, man, because I don't know, I'm, I'm a nerd and. It's like there's always cool pictures and funny names and but uh usually it, it boils down to parentage with me if it's related to something that i like from my past then i want to try that that new shit and see what it's all about but obama kush is definitely one of my faves looking for seeds of that found that darth reven strain so i'm going to order some of those from james bean and see what the hell see what i can do with it Okay, so we got a little bit of uh, question content from my guy Mitchell in production. Um, it says New Mexico marijuana recommendations from Governor's Task Force prohibit local municipalities from completely restricting cannabis sales, automatically expunging criminal records, limiting overall taxes on retail cannabis sales to more, no more than 20%, allocating tax revenues to various programs and state agencies, including the state's medical cannabis program allowing those with past convictions to participate in the licensed cannabis industry your thoughts on these things i think that shit is dope mitchell um especially the allowing people with past convictions to participate um when i caught my charge in 08 like i went and pled guilty and the judge gave me a, a withheld judgment so it's like there won't be a conviction on your record, but the charge still pops up when you search it. So didn't fucking do shit for a job, but I can still have guns and I could get my medical card when I moved to Portland in uh, 2010. I got my card in 2011 and it it, it said uh, I think it was only two years, so I still would have been good. But it says two years from date of conviction, you can't have any any weed related charges in order to get your card. So that was a barrier to entry when I when I first got out there. Um, so if if they're doing away with that, that that's tight. Because I I you know, anybody who does have that kind of charge or conviction on their record is uh deserves to be in the game, you know, because it's not just because they had the the balls to to do it before it was legal it's like they believed in it enough to risk their freedom and and that's that's what matters to me you know like uh 
law is not morality. So I think that uh, people who have taken charges and there's people still in jail. It's like those people got to be let out of jail. Um, putting people in prison for growing a plant or possessing it is just not the correct move for governments to make. I don't think um, automatically expunging records too, like that's sick, man. Cause there's been times where I was in the interview for the job and the guy wants to hire me he says man we're just gonna just fill out this paperwork and we're running it through corporate come back tomorrow and we'll get you your badge the next day i get the call it says corporate ran your name and there's a felony charge on your record so we cannot hire you and that shit fucking sucks dude so if they're gonna prevent that from happening to people in their state in the future or people who have those charges in their past i i think that's fucking awesome uh what else is on there the 20 percent taxes too yeah dude like that's reasonable you know what i mean like if if they it doesn't say any because the thing in california i guess is that there's a state tax and then there can be a county and a city tax too and so that's like inflating the price greatly for the rec market that's why a lot of folks i guess are still staying medical um which which makes sense it's like I, fuck i hate paying that much extra like that's i mean that's in if you have your medical card in oregon you don't have to pay the rec tax which i think is dope because it i think it's like 20 25 in in oregon too but uh it's the public law 280e man I want to know how that 20% tax affects that because if if the the shop owners still have to pay that kind of tax federally, then it's, I mean, it'll help them out a little bit, but not a whole lot. So um, I I would want to research into that. Um, yeah, Jason Ortiz did talk about that. He, he, uh, shit, I can't remember the name of that organization. Um, he was a part of an organization that was campaigning for that for for people to uh oh the minority cannabis business council yeah that was the name of of his thing but they had like a uh i think they had like a a subdivision or, or a different committee that was focused just on on like writing that into legislature too like lobbying for that which I think it's dope. Shout out to Jason Ortiz, man. That guy's a cool cat. We got to have him back and, and interview him too. He'd be posting some pictures of uh, the Puerto Rican food. Dude, that shit looks kill, man. I, I got to ask him about some of that stuff, man, because that shit looks fire. Uh, damn, Washington is 37% tax on marijuana. Holy shit, dude, that's crazy. Damn, Mitchell, that's rough, bro. Well, because they're what? What do they call that? A it's not a sin, but it's a sin tax, is what you would classify it as. Because their fucking tobacco is expensive as shit in Washington too, bro. Like a pack of backwoods. There, there was a spot around the corner from my crib in Portland. I could get a pack of five for six bucks, and then it's like after a year or two, they went up to six fifty. But everywhere else in the city, they were eight, right? So I was just like, all right, that's still a good deal. But when I would go up to work in Seattle for my uncle on the weekends, there was a Walgreens by his house. 
And dude, there were $13 there for the same pack of five, dude. I'm like, what? Like, that's like double, man. Like, what the hell? And I'm like, it's it's crazy, man. Governments of the world, man. Fucking getting in on it. You know what I mean? It uh it's whack, but that's that's why I feel like like home cultivation needs to be written into law, you know? Like people need to be able to grow their own and possess their own because it's like that was my big thing in, in Washington too is their their medical program still kind of exists, but there's not really very many medical dispensaries. And it's like if if it's your medicine and you have to go and get it from the store, that's too expensive, man. You know what I mean? Like that's paying retail for something when you when you could have someone growing it for you or or have a, a medical dispensary that has more reasonable pricing then i don't know i think that's whack because everybody should still have access um and the price should be cheap dude like it's gonna keep go- going down that was another thing i saw too last week mitchell was uh it said that mexico is getting ready to to legalize cannabis like soon like within the month or something and I'm like, fuck. Like, I posted the article like, man, somebody with fam down there telling the fucking call the males, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only thing they're, they're missing. I'm like, dude, if you guys just cut the males out, there wouldn't be seeds in your shit. It might, it might have some fire shit out there in the mountains. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? But it's seeded like a motherfucker. At least it was when we were growing up. So, I mean, if, if they eliminated that issue, I feel like. I'd buy some Mexican packs for sure, man. There's got to be homies down here who, you know, like, and that that to me too, it's like, if it's imported from that country and it's decent, it, like the quality is decent, then fuck, the price is still going to keep going down, man. It's wild. That's why I want everybody to be able to grow their own because it's like, when it gets that cheap, like selection is probably going to be a lot less i think you know everybody's going to mono crap whatever was the popular shit from last year and not really do too much different so i I think i will still grow weed you know if it's cup of cup of coffee cheap at the store I, i would still rather grow my own that i like you know that's that's special to me and i would want my friends to do the same so i could trade you know like what you got going in your room what you got going outside well man you want to trade up when you're done trade up all right cool man cool you know like that's the best man that's what i miss about the northwest bros you know Uh, it ain't really happening down here like that so i want to get back to that shit and get my hands in the dirt man Where are we at? 20 minutes in. Damn. I guess we could probably hang for 30 so we don't have Will. You guys have any any, any other questions in the uh in the control room there or is there anybody in the comments section? All right. Shout, shout out to the folks listening on on YouTube, man. We really appreciate you. Um I apologize. I, I don't have a dope interview for you guys tonight, but we we got one for sure next Sunday. Going to be fucking lit. Okay, Seattle firm headset average pot cost per item. Washington, 
1533, California 3090, Colorado 2395, Nevada 2694. Damn. Did they have an Oregon one in there? No? God damn it. Didn't list Oregon. Shit. What's like... Some of the bros from back home say, oh, the drought's over. I'm like, okay, so six years worth of weed just disappeared. I'm like, I doubt it. You know what I mean? It's it's a cool sales pitch, though. But it's like in Washington, yeah, it's it's pretty cheap. And that's got to be like an eighth of flour, too, right? Because nobody's, nobody's gramming up their weed, really, because that's not cost-effective on packaging. It's like eighths or more as far as flour, unless it's like a pre-rolled joint or some shit like that. Is that how it looks on the shelf there? word yeah that's that's pretty cheap 15 and 8 you know what i mean like that's that's like 120 a zip 100 bucks a zip yeah it's it's gonna keep going down man like it is especially the more big money that comes into it i i feel like uh there will still be snobs who will pay for craft but i i want to i'm interested to see how it works out man like because there's a lot of guys that are really talented, man, and do some really stellar work. And I know they're not going to let their packs go for that cheap because it's not worth their time. How do I feel I drive while high? I, man, I drive fucking good. Yeah, hell yeah. Safe as shit. It, uh, there's like studies that you can participate in. Like I, I get them in my inbox sometimes from AZDHS. They'll send you uh, scientific studies that you can participate in as a medical patient. Um, and some of them are here in Arizona and some of them are in California. And I'm pretty sure it's like, I, I think you go to like a, like a racetrack or something, some kind of course. And, and they, you know, you get to smoke and then drive. And they, I think they hook you up to a couple of different machines. One of the what's the fucking heartbeat monitor thing called? What's that shit called? Can't remember. Anyway, but I, I'm sure they hook you up to some stuff, let you smoke, and then drive a car and see, you know, how how your reaction time is and everything. But dude, there's no published studies yet. But everything that I've read online says that people do drive safer when they're high. You know what I mean? And I can, I can say that I I feel that way about my my driving. Um, says accident analysis and prevention journal reports a slight uptick, non significant in traffic fatalities in Colorado and Washington. So like, there's more car wrecks. That's what it's saying, in states that went wrecked. Word, and that's that's just uh, and that's just. They can't attribute that to cannabis, but it's it's just after it went wrecked, there was a little bit more car wrecks. Okay, well, I uh, my questions for the people who collected that data is, out of those fatal, like I wanted pills, dude. You know, like how do pills relate to that, and how many, how many, uh, how much prescription medication was available during that time, and was there an uptick in availability? or sales because dude i feel like uh those zans bro you could tell when somebody's off those behind the wheel like it's it's like a slow type of swerve and shit and then it's like 
even the correction is slow and i'm like jesus christ that guy's gonna fucking hit somebody you know what i mean like it's it just doesn't uh doesn't seem safe and i i feel like that's an interesting view on the data but i would have more questions to the people who collected it um what the fuck was i talking about before that mitchell damn some bitch god damn yeah um yeah craft cannabis i think will still be a thing but it's gonna take a long time for people to catch on you know what i mean like i didn't start buying ipas for beers until i was like 30. you know what i mean like that's a long time that's at least 12 or 10 years of being able to drink before i started you know my my taste buds started changing uh what would make cannabis worthy of being called craft uh i guess man uh, quality like bag appeal the way things look uh yeah because i mean when it gets huge farms and people are using machines to trim and uh every everything kind of looks the same the only difference might be uh smell but i think in washington you have to be able to see the product through the bag so craft would you probably noticeably see that it looks looks better like hand trimmed um just just more taken better care of through the process than just something that went through a machine and got thrown in some bags like the process is getting really automated they, like in the wreck shit like fuck like there's there's guys selling all kinds of machines like there's there's like de-stemming machines like there's trim machines there's like extraction machines like there's all kinds of i want to try and automate some of those water water hash practices like with the the rosin and all that shit because dude it is elbow work but i feel like you can automate some of those processes and not lose the quality and the cost on that license would be super cheap. Expensive part would be the freezer. The, uh, and I, I haven't heard too many people in Washington or seen that them posting solventless shit that they got from the rec store. So maybe there's not a lot of it out there because there wasn't in Oregon. There's starting to be more companies popping up. But some, something different and something that I think is safe. Not just in the process, but uh, like to consume. You know what I mean? Like there's no no butane, no propane, just water. Water and ice, man. Water and ice. I'm trying to think of what else I got, fellas. You guys have any more questions? I'm getting pretty close to 30 minutes. I don't want to uh, sit here and ramble on for an hour. I guess I could have been more prepared. Usually I have will to bounce shit off of, man. So hope that guy heals up. I have to uh, book some more guests too after Sasan. He's gonna be a dope interview. All right, I guess I'm just gonna go ahead and do my outro dance, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I hope you guys can tune in next week. We have Sasan Ducordi from the Sweet Life Distribution. Um, we. we 
gonna share that flyer and the stories uh throughout this um I, I really like their logo too man that paper planes logo is tight and, and we have that on the flyer so if you folks get a chance to look at that um i hope they got like some t-shirts or some hats out there for free swag folks folks go pick that up from the shops man um yeah but that's that's pretty much it um this was the 28th episode of concerned dabs podcast i was your host katie m kane missing in action was my host will terps we'll be back next week man and talk to sasan should be a good time i gotta give a shout out to my guys in production mitchell wilson and jesse curry this has been a main node and joseph street enterprise production <laughs>